I mean, you know, I talked about the Golden Four for uh, the Golden Blockbuster Four. Yeah. You know, the that's uh, that's the ones that everybody that's in the uh, that's currently, uh, uh, you know, everyone that's currently like twenty five to thirty five always put on their top lists, even though they're not that great. It's the the the, the uh, Golden you know, the Golden Blockbuster Four is uh, is Akira. Ghost in the Shell, which I can actually understand being on the list. Uh, what was the third one again? It was, uh... Uh, Kira Ghost in the Shell. Uh, I don't remember. Oh, Ninja uh, Scroll. Ninja Scroll. And uh, Vampire Hunter D. Those, I call it the Golden Blockbuster 4 because any blockbuster in America in the early to mid-90s, those were the four anime movies that were always there. And to most teenagers, that was their first exposure to serious anime. You know what I mean? Yeah. And because it was the first serious anime, first animes they saw with blood and tits, that's why they're on lists. Mm-hmm. Even though, you know, three out of the four really aren't that great. <laughs> Yes, but at some select blockbusters, you could find Dirty Pair Flash or Birdie the Mighty OVA. I was lucky enough that I had one that had quite a robust section. So we had Dirty Pair, the original Dirty Pair. Uh, they had dubbed all three movies. Mm. and uh, uh, They had a few others. I know we watched, we watched a few really weird ones. Mm. And, like after we had worn out Akira and got tired of that. Which is quite early for you because you weren't an epic movie watcher, yeah. Yeah. All right, well, let's get this uh, emergency episode started. Okay. It's, uh, okay, uh, hello and welcome to Animation Aficionados. This is not the Macross you're looking for. But this is, uh, this is a, uh, what we will call a side-by-side episode where we talk about uh, a series and then an updated version of the series uh, side-by-side. And that is... Uh, Birdie the Mighty, or Tetsuo on Birdie, depending on who you ask. Uh, we have with us, of course, my always adventurous co-host, TV's Mr. Neil. Tutti Fruity. There, I got it in there. Okay, good. Lovely. And we have, uh, we have a lot to talk about, because uh, both Neil and I agree that the uh, older OVA has a lot more character than the new... Uh, series well the old one i don't like to make a lot of self-referential stuff but if you look at some of what i do uh elsewhere on the internet uh i obviously, I obviously draw a lot of inspiration from uh, anime that does uh a lot of character of uh, heavy characterization in the faces uh, especially the eyes and this is one of those animes that does that uh episode one of the original ova is good Two is better. Three is really good, and then four is just insane. And it just whoever whoever the animation director on this is just a god. And that's really what I liked about it. Now the story is kind of wonky. I I really didn't understand what was going on until the very end. And of course I watched a dub. I watched it dubbed, and the dub is horrible. <laughs> uh, it's like it's like uh, no one. It's like no one was directing. Uh, they all the characters were speaking in the same kind of 
the same sort of intensity and whenever somebody would like yell or whisper they would just boost or lower the sound yeah. which is kind of lame yeah and uh, well this was this was part of the early anime pack that I watched the original OVA that is from Blockbuster because I there were three Blockbusters near where I lived and only one of them had Birdie the Mighty it's uh this is a very interesting series it was uh because I don't know if a lot of people know this, but there is a lot of subsets in anime. And this was the first transgendered anime series I saw. Well, for other people, Ronda One Half was obviously the first transgendered anime series they saw. You saw this, like, back in uh, the mid-90s? That what yes. You uh, that, that might explain it a bit, because this is a, a Central Park Media production, and usually they're pretty good, and this... Uh, the dub just wasn't very good on this mm. one. So it's probably one of their first ones. Was this one of the ones where you actually prefer the sub over the dub? Uh, it's one of the ones where I would definitely recommend the sub over the dub. I I, I still kind of watch it with the dub, but there's something definitely lost. Uh, and the note people, uh, Neil is one of those people that would watch a dub over a sub unless the dub dub is really really bad he he actually calls people who prefer sub sub snobs yes and that that again is neil at animationofficionados.com well i call them sub snobs if they insist upon it not not if they not if they enjoy it i never fault people for enjoying what they like yes only if they tell you about it repeatedly yeah they're like you have to watch it with the sub. It's just not the same. You get the inflections from the original actors. Shut up. <laughs> just watch what you like. That's that's my whole yeah. thing. And, of course, uh, Birdie the Mighty is about a, a hot-headed galactic spa uh, police agent named uh, Birdie, who is a bit of a maniac. Yeah, she is. She shares a body with uh, with another character. Uh, hard to pronounce his name. I think it's uh, Sumo. Yeah, and and she'll just like take over and uh, transform and start uh, kicking ass. Yeah, and, and she she uh, she obviously enjoys what she's doing because she'll have to do a lot of sadistic uh, grins, uh, facial yeah grins. She she's like, yeah, I'm invincible. There's nothing you can do about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, and uh, it's much to uh, it's much to uh, Sumo's. Uh, Figuring that he has to, because she destroyed his original body by being very reckless in both versions. Mm -hmm. in In the original OVA, it was pretty much just a very violent electrocution. While in the new series Decode, she pretty much blew a hole in his stomach <laughs> and broke quite a few bones. Yeah, it was very uncomfortable. The shot of him laying on the ground. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. It's just it's just amazing because like I remember I remember the old OVA, all she did was just fry him to a crisp, and it was it's just interesting because in either version Birdie is very hot headed. In the new version, I think she comes off a little bit more sadistic. Yeah, she's definitely enjoying herself as she's like maiming people. Yes, and in the old series, she pretty much lives with uh, with Shumo and his family and. The whole hiding it thing is a big subplot in the four episodes of the original OVA. Well, in the new one, she has a she has a she has an alter ego who is a model, who's an idol model, which is a big thing in Japan. Yeah, 
I don't know if I like that, but I've only seen the first episode. Yeah. Because they they've added a third alter ego now, and it's that's kind of juggling a lot of things. That yeah. I, I wouldn't want to deal with, but you know, it's I'm, it's not my show. Yeah. <laughs> and in the original, in the original, she wears what's pretty pretty much real uh, uh, leotard, but here she's wearing something that doesn't even have sides on. <laughs> yeah, it's just kind of. I, I guess you would say it's clipped onto her body. <laughs> <laughs> just kind of attached. Yeah. But yeah, we just recently rewatched the first episode of Birdie the Mighty Decode. I showed Neil the opening about a week ago. And the first thing he said about the opening was he hated the facial expressions. But I think after watching the episode, he sort of softened his heart. Yeah, I, yeah, I warmed up to it. It's, I still don't like the opening, but it's the opening. They, they just didn't put their best foot forward, I don't think. Which is odd, because usually the openings where they do the very best animation. Yeah, and all the uh, 80s Marvel shows that we were watching yeah. uh, about a month ago, uh, all the best animation is, at, is in the opening sequences, and then you get to the show and it's bleh. Yeah. We saw some use of rotoscope in this episode as well. Quite a bit of it. And Neil made some comments on the frame rate during fighting that, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, the, the tween rate, you would yes, say. Yes, the tween rate, yes. Yeah, it slowed down, and there were sparks coming off her shoes as she's running on. Heels. Yeah. Heels. Heels. Yeah. The... <laughs> running in heels. Yeah. A, a mild pet peeve of mine. Yes. And one thing they did in this series versus the old one is they definitely increased the British cup size. Uh, Somewhat. Definitely uh, not sporting D's here, but uh, she's bigger. Yeah. Well, it's because she's a model, idol model in Japan. I guess they have to. At least she's not a gravure model, as they call it. Well, I think they needed uh, bigger boobs to put those uh, peaches over. <laughs> oh, yeah. I showed Neil a clip from, an early, from a later episode where Birdie's modeling and she's wearing like a peach costume. And not Princess Peach. Actual yeah, she's wearing like a peach for a butt and the crease on the peaches, yeah. <laughs> and I had also, well, it's, I had also watched the uh, the full two-hour, ten-minute OVA before I had even watched this. So the old one is fresh in my mind at the moment. Yeah. My favorite sequence in the old one was the last episode of the old one where... Uh, where Birdie, uh, like, breaks into an electrical plant and, like, gets supercharged and she's, like, glowing and then she fights the bad guy. Yeah. And she tackles him into the water and lets out a big Pikachu-style jolt. And I think I think the uh, the plot was that there was a, uh, a mutation uh, agent in the water and by electrocuting the water, it destroyed every bit of it. I think that was what was going on. Yeah. Like I said, it was kind of hard to follow. I didn't really know that that was what was going on until the fourth episode. Yeah. But then again, the original manga only had three chapters. <laughs> What's really weird is the guy who did the original manga, the OVA, and the new manga, and the new series is the same guy. Well, you can tell. It, even in the new series, where I think the the facial expressions are kind of a little, a little on the slow side, not not as not as wild as they used to be. They, you could still tell it's the same guy. Hmm. 
it's kind of like how you you would always be able to tell when it's Adam Warren. Yeah. So I think uh, Neil will definitely try to give uh, the the new Birdie the Mighty a try. He's watching the dub, by the way, guys. <laughs> Which isn't that bad. I would give it a recommendation. Mm. I'm watching the sub. The sub's pretty good. You get the inflections of the voices. But I think uh, <laughs> I think it's Lucy. I think it's Lucy. Shut up. I think it's Lucy Christian who does the voice, and she does okay. <laughs> and and really, in the older in the older dub, the the girl who did her voice there was was okay too. It was really the main the main character, the the main male character in that. Yeah. that was bad. And, the voice director was obviously didn't know what the hell he was doing. One thing I don't like is uh, in the new one, the, the kids like wears glasses and stuff, you know. Even though they got rid of that in the first episode, but still, it's it, it tries to make uh, it feel like a completely different series by just doing that. You know what I mean? And uh, did you happen to remember a certain superhero movie where that exact same scene occurred? Yes. <laughs> this this movie or. Both the OVA and the new series has some really weird coincidences that we haven't quite figured out yet. There's a definite Men in Black vibe going on here. And Men in Black came out after this. The original OVA, that is. Yeah, after after the original OVA. And I have not seen the comics, so I'll, I'll have to track those down and see if uh, any of the coincidences that I've noticed are in that. Mm. Yes. But yeah, I I really don't uh, like this new uh, sumo. He's he doesn't feel quite because the old one it feels like he's just along for the ride and he has some pretty funny commentary during the ride. While this one, it feels different. Well, the old one they they completely changed his character model, and he was a bit whinier. But he you could that kind of built up to the to the end where. Uh, he had to save the people he loved and he kind of had to overcome his fears. Yeah. Whereas in this one, you don't really get that at least not from the first episode. Yeah. It's kind of interesting that it's, it's almost like looking at uh, a series like uh, cutie honey where you, you take a decade later and stuff obviously changed. It's, it's interesting to look at what changed and why between iterations and uh I, I don't think there's many anime or manga characters that have been reiterated with a decade gap. Mm. Not that many. I, I can only think of Cutie Honey, this, and uh, Cy- Cyborg 009 as the big examples in my mind. Well, it's not, that, it's not really that common that uh, anime characters really return at all. It seems for me the majority of characters or uh, anime quote-unquote franchises that they kind of die after they're done running on tv whereas in the states we kind of keep the characters around for a long long time yeah it's going to be a theological difference that we're going to mention in a future episode and the only the only major uh exception to that rule that i could think of other than cutie honey was uh loop on the third that's true yeah he's he they just keep bringing him back he's he's a he's a franchise over there he's a movie machine but yeah, it's uh, with uh, Birdie the Mighty. It's an interesting franchise to watch. It's uh, obviously has a lot of influence on a lot of different people, Neil especially. Yeah, there's that's another weird set of coincidences where <laughs> I didn't see this until after I had uh, 
been doing my comics. <laughs> it's it's a great series though. It's I definitely recommend the old OVA and just you know I'm gonna keep watching the the uh, subs available on YouTube for free as long as you don't mind thirty second ads. The same Comcast ad over and over. Hey, you know what? It's less commercials than on television, so that's that's true. And one of Bertie's uh, one of Bertie's big physical characteristics is her hair. Yeah. Pink and white hair. The, yeah, the dual tone yeah. hair. Yeah, that's that's something I'm surprised that they pulled off really well in the animation because that's not something you see very often. That's true. Oh, another difference between the two series in the old OVA, uh, Shumo still lives with his parents. In this series, the first thing he did was make his parents leave. Well, his dad was a real weirdo in the other show. Yeah, he walks in on. Yeah. Yeah, and he was like, he was like happy to share the bath with his son, and he's just like, I'm going to go take the, <laughs> take a bath with my son, and of course he walks in on Bertie, who is naked and looking out the window, so you could see her butt. And yeah. That that was a very nice. <laughs> And she's like, just like, oh, don't mind me. And he's like, okay. <laughs> he's like, oh, I don't. <laughs> it's an interesting series. It is. It's it's one that uh, usually about once a year I'll, I'll watch it. I don't have the DVDs. I just have my memory. Uh, you just play them over and over again in your... Uh, uh, in your... Not... In your supercomputer Hulk brain? <laughs> Not really. I, I if if I really wanted to watch again, I would like rent it on Netflix. But uh, let's see if Netflix even has the old one. Oh, they got the decode. Oh, they have the old OVA. Yeah. Oh, that's good. They have both. Does it say who's distributing the old OVA? Um. Because I know it's not Central Park Media. They went out of business. Let me check. It's, uh, uh, does not tell me. Uh, tells me nothing. It's probably Funimation. They probably uh, picked up the rights. To well, because Funimation's doing the new one, so I imagine they are doing the old one, too. Yeah. Only makes sense. It, yeah, that does make sense. And, yeah, the new one. Yeah, Bury the Mighty Decode, the very first, uh, cover shows Bertie thrusting her chest forward. Oh, is that the one where she's kind of winking? Or... No, uh, I'll, I'll show you. If we sound kind of low-key, it's because it's uh, 11 o'clock. It's at 11 o'clock at night, and this was sort of a last-minute uh, thing. Yeah, we were like, let's watch Bertie and do a show about yes. it. Yes. Okay. Because <laughs> we got to test this formula because we are going to do Clone Wars in a few weeks. With the same formula of side by side. It's it's this uh, this one, Neil. I want to use this for the uh, episode image. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking of the art on the old one. I didn't I didn't realize you're talking about the decode one. Yeah. That's that's quite a a process. But yeah, it's uh, Birdie the Mighty decode. Check it out. Check out the old OVA. Make up your own minds and watch the subs because of the better inflections in the voice. Oh. Trying to get Neil riled up. It's too late for me to be riled up. Okay. 
Yeah, we had a lot of outrage because we had a lot of gold in the original Macross episode, but we will be trying to bring it back again next weekend. We will be doing a double episode all the way. What could this mean? Going to be covering five, well, technically four shows, but really five. Yeah. And part one will be Macross and Robotech, and part two will be... The three shows that were originally planned for that week. Yes. We will be having a lot of great guest stars. And I have not yet decided if uh, if Crusher Joe is going to make the uh, make the cut in that one yet. Because there isn't a lot to say about it, but I, other than to say, yeah, I like the animation. Yes. It's a great, it's a great series. Oh, could you hang on a Certainly. second? Certainly. I'll be right back. Okay. Well, while we have dead air... I will, of course, sing a little song. No, I won't sing a song. But I will be. I will we'll mention some facts here. We will. Uh, we will be trying to uh, still work on the uh, live broadcast. We're still working on a way to do this. Um, haven't found a real way to do a live broadcast yet, but we really want to. The live broadcast is. Uh, most likely going to be on Ustream once we figure out a good way to do it. It's uh, Ustream's only own instructions to do a live broadcast are kind of retarded. They they mention stuff like putting a second mic in front of a speaker and make sure it's spaced away from you just the right way. It's retarded. There should be a better way to do a do a live stream than that. And but like you know back when I had Sound Blaster um, sound card from Creative Labs. There was a way to set a recording channel to be what you hear, which totally would have been the right way to do that. But, yep. Oh, we have Neil back. Yeah. I just had to turn off my mic for a second. Yeah, I, I was okay. telling I was telling the p- folks about the how we're trying to make UStream work uh, for a live broadcast, uh, and uh, how the way that that it's currently implemented is kind of retarded. Because the UStream's instructions on how to do it is. Basically, you get two mics, you set one up like halfway between you and the speakers, so it picks up both your voice and what's coming out of your speakers, which is retarded. Yeah, I don't like that. Yeah. There's got to be a way to like turn the turn what's coming into your headphones into like a, a channel. Yeah. So if anyone out there in the podcast land has an idea on how to do this, contact me or TV's Mr. Neil and let us know. We we would love to know how to do this without having to do something as retarded as setting up a second mic space just right. All right. Well, I think that's going to wrap up this uh, very special side-by-side. The Impromptu Birdie Show. The Impromptu Birdie Show. Yes. All right. Well, uh, good night, folks. Uh, this is, again, Ben. And TV's Mr. Neil. Yes. And by the way, I was on uh, This Week in Geek this week, so uh, check that out too. That'll be in the show notes. Yes, and he actually plugged our show quite well. Yes, I did. Yes, he just happened to forget uh, the actress who played Laura Croft in the actual original posters. Oh, I was too busy trying to make a reference to uh, Robin Hood Men in Tights to think about yes, that. Yes, by the way, Rona... Mitra's her name, and she is a British actress, and she has a real British accent, and she did play uh, 
will not play as much as Pose as Laura Croft for several magazine covers back in the uh, late 90s. So she would have been my pick for a new Laura Croft, but no one mentioned her. So, so <laughs> you know, so I, I think that I'd have to revoke all of their nerd cards. All right. Well, uh, good night, everybody. And uh, hopefully we won't have any more snafus. Good night. Bye. Yeah, you were uh, you were talking about Princess Adora earlier. Yeah, there, my favorite episode of of Shira was the one where she broke the crystal in the sword because she had to stay as Adora for the entire episode, and she's running and rolling on the ground and doing somersaults, and it was great. <laughs> Jeez, because your magic silhouette of animation is telling some woman to do that over and over again. Yeah, dress in this tight, tight leotard leotard and just roll around on the ground and we'll film you wow because you know that's what it was like at, at filmation just yes and i became he-man the most powerful man in the universe when i held aloft my mighty my mighty sword that was the first time i ever heard a loft as a child <laughs> see it expanded your vocabulary